Today on CityCast Salt Lake, Fridays are for getting caught up on the news of the week and catapulting ourselves into the weekend. And here to help me do that is lead producer Emily Means. It's Friday, September 30th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Emily Means, happy Friday. Happy Friday, Ali Vallarta. How are you this lovely, lovely fall day? Super fall. Super fall. Feeling fall. Yeah, I am having a great week. I got word that one of my favorite coffee shops is going to start offering a pumpkin spice latte. I can't reveal which one it is yet, but this is big news coming to our little city. So, you know. You're a PSL kind of gal, huh? I am. I'm, I'm, hey. You can be proud of it. I like things that are delicious. Sorry. (laughs) So sue me. Sue me. I'm not a huge pumpkin person, so I usually go in like a different fall direction, like a little rosemary, honey situation. You know, I'm into that. All those warming spices, but minus the pumpkin. Okay, that's fair. Is that fair? As long as you don't (laughs) undermine my ability to enjoy a PSL, like we can exist in the same fall universe. I'm not going to yuck your yum, okay? Live (laughs) your life. You never do. That's why I love you. (laughs) All right, let's get into the news of the week. It feels like... All roads lead to the legislature is the theme yet again this week of the news in Salt Lake City. But um, the big thing we got is the UTA is cutting back some service, which is basically the opposite of what any Salt Laker wants to hear. (laughs) This is the opposite of what needs to happen with public transit in our state as a whole, but specifically in the Salt Lake Valley where, you know, we've seen so much growth. So give us give us the bad news, Allie. Lay it out. Okay, so... I mean, it just feels like this is kind of a similar story in every sector. COVID was in many ways a job killer. The UTA is down 7% of their, um, specifically bus drivers. Mm -hmm. And that means that this winter they've got to cut some routes. So what's getting cut? Some routes up to Davis County, not great. But of course the headline, because this is a valley that loves to ski and we tend to prioritize what's happening at ski resorts. some of the routes up to the resorts, like 953 yeah. from Midvale to Snowbird and Alta. That's kind of the big story because we know in the canyons during the winter, especially on a powder day, traffic is a nightmare. And cutting bus routes up there on those days, no bueno. Right. When I read this, my first thought was, damn, they really want that gondola. <laughs> okay, so you are on the uh, gondola conspiracy train as well because that was a huge response to this story. They were like, oh. They're doing this to show that the gondola is the best option because (laughs) because the one or two ski buses that are still running will be packed and it will be a terrible experience. So do you think that's really what's behind this? Yeah, I mean, I saw like the Wasatch Weather Weenies released their like winter snow forecast and it was just like ski anywhere but Utah. And I think (laughs) that is perhaps a little dramatic. But um, no, I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, like, is it a conspiracy? At the same time, it's like, this is a state problem. This is clearly a funding issue. And the state tends to fund expensive projects that Mm -hmm. it likes and not fund sort of like common cause solutions. Um, And so uh, do I think it's a conspiracy? No. But do I think it's also just like kind of how our state works? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I, I did want to note that there were some comments you know, when this news came out that, oh, well, at least it only impacts the ski buses because that's those are the buses that right. rich people <laughs> are most yeah. likely to take. Yeah, because those people are the ones that take the bus. For yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I, that's what I wanted to point out, Allie, because one of the routes that will be impacted is the 901 PC SLC Connect. You could mm-hmm. think of this as a ski bus. I mean, a lot of people go to Park City because there are multiple ski resorts there. But I commuted by bus to Park City for a year. And do you know Mm -hmm. who was on that bus, Allie? Not Uh, Kitchen staff. Kitchen staff. Um, Hospitality staff. Hospitality. Resort workers. Yes, Mm -hmm. we were the ones riding that bus. And there are so... (laughs) There's there's so little frequency on that bus to begin with that this is devastating, (laughs) I think, for people who work in Park City or, you know, the opposite. If you live in Park City and work in Salt Lake, a lot of people take the bus in that direction as well. So mm-hmm. this just, I mean, it just makes it makes it so much worse. Makes yeah. it so much worse. And I mean, like, we'll see if, so the next change day, which is basically when the UTA, like, decides what routes are going to change and, and where things move, et cetera, et cetera, is in December. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe the state swoops in and allocates a ton of funding and raises bus driver wages and creates all these fabulous incentives and solve this problem. But it feels unlikely. Um, I did look up the job description for a bus driver because I was like, okay, let's let's look at this JD. Yeah. Like, what do they need? And I mean, starting wage is like twenty bucks an hour. That's like forty two grand a year. You are guaranteed wage increases for five years, but that would top you off at the end of five years at like $55,000 a year. Mm, In this county, based on the average median income for Salt Lake County, that qualifies you for low-income housing. How much low-income housing do we have in Salt Lake County, Mm. right? Like, it's just like, this is a holistic problem. Like, these kinds of wage problems, they're going to manifest in other sectors, and we're going to feel it in very real ways, like cutting bus service. Right. And literally the last thing we need when it comes to public transit is less of it, right? We yeah. know the way to get people on the bus, to get people on the train is by increasing frequency and expanding service. That's mm-hmm. I mean, people don't ride the bus because they think it's inconvenient, right? Right. So we've only made it more inconvenient by making these cuts. And I'm super bummed because I feel like we saw a lot of passion around public transit during Free Fair February. Everyone was like, you know what? Yeah, this is a great solution for us and for our air quality problems. And this is just the complete wrong direction, I think. Yeah. Speaking of air quality problems... Let's talk what, about the lake. What a great transition. You know what? I want Thank to you. disclose to uh, to folks that we were asked to come up with a jingle for this, uh, for Great <laughs> Salt Lake News. <laughs> Allie came up with something really catchy. Oh, my God. Right? What did I sing to you yesterday on the phone? <laughs> Ready? Here's a theater kid one. Hit it. Give my regards to brine shrimp. Remember me to trolley square. Tell all the gang at... The Great Salt Lake Westminster Institute. <laughs> Brad Wilson doesn't care. Oh! <laughs> what a twist. But I do. Can I tell you, I actually, I woke up with a better idea this morning. You did? <laughs> yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, put that one into the world, will you? <laughs> okay. Can you wind me up with a little Britney Spears toxic? Like, nee, nee, 
Yeah, I will. I'm toxic, water level slipping under. And then it goes, with the taste of a poison paradise, you're addicted to water consumption. Don't you know my dust is toxic? Okay, that's pretty catchy. Right? Wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so <laughs> now that everyone is freaking hyped for <laughs> the, now that the, people the Great are out Salt of Lake seats. news of the day. Now that you are standing up. All right, all right, crowd. Come on, crowd. We need that energy. <laughs> um, let me tell you about a poll. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you about a recent poll, Allie. Yeah. Uh, the Deseret News and the Hinckley Institute of Politics polled, I don't know, something like 900 registered voters. And 80% of those registered voters are worried about the Great Salt Lake. This poll kind of cracks me up, just the premise of it. Like, are you worried about the lake? 80% of people are. 19% said they were not worried. Oh, God, I'm wincing. Yeah. To to be one of those 19% of people. Sounds blissful. Can we Freaky Friday swap bodies with one of them? (laughs) Yes, please. I would love to be in your brain uh, completely oblivious to to the crisis uh, and impending yeah. apocalypse at the lake. 1% of people said they didn't know if they were worried or not. So yeah. that's that's fun. Um, but I will yeah. tell you that 73% of those people polled said we should put more resources towards fixing this crisis. And I think that's hmm. really heartening in this state. Uh, we tend to yeah. be, well, we like to say we're more fiscally conservative, but um, mm. I think it, this shows that we, we need to do more. We need ongoing funding. And I'll tell you, the legislature already has, you know, dedicated half a billion dollars towards water conservation. Uh, they created created a $40 million trust for uh, miti- mitigating the crisis at the lake. But yeah, we need, we need to see more. So yeah. Yeah. And like, it seems like spending money on studies, though, at the same time, because like often, the, I mean, the legislature has allocated quite a bit of money to studying the crisis at the lake. Mm-hmm. But it's like we know the problem. We need to get more water into the lake. Right. Yeah. We need to retain water in the lake. And so more money to study the problem. It feels it feels a little bit like maybe we hired the Hardy Boys to to solve this problem like i'm just like what we really need is nancy drew in here right i mean honestly (laughs) um but yeah i i would like to see us having difficult conversations about consumption and the way that we use water and the way that our relationship to nature right Mm -hmm. but i don't know we'll see i mean we're headed into another legislative session and it'll feel like no time now and the lake was a priority last year I mean, the the water level is still dropping. We reached another low. So one year later, what will they do? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And it's hard to be like, well, you know, we've put these measures in place. Now we need to see if they're successful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like you said, every every single day that goes by less and less water is going into the lake. So Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. This is like the same old song that we keep singing about the lake here on this show, which is, you know, we are in a crisis right now. Can we do something about it? I I did want to mention just one more piece of news about the lake. And maybe this will convince the uh, 19% of people who aren't worried. Um, (laughs) But there was uh, recently, uh, legislators met recently for their Clean Air Caucus meeting uh, and heard from a scientist who pointed out specific hot spots for toxic dust around the lake. So what we're talking about is Farmington Bay in Davis County, Bear River Bay near Brigham City in Ogden, and then at the lake's northwest boundary in a remote part of Box Elder County, there's Mm. also a hot spot for toxic dust. So this is, uh, you know, easily the entirety of northern Utah, where we could see the most impacts from the uh, heavy metal-laden dust that's kicked up from the dried up lake bed. So I I don't want to panic people, but it is, this is, this is a crisis. And, um, you know, I would encourage people to get educated and informed about what's happening at the lake. A great way to do that is to check out the local reporting that's been done through the Great Salt Lake Collaborative. We are a member of the Great Salt Lake Collaborative. It is a bunch of newsrooms and nonprofits who've gotten together to highlight solutions to the the impending doom at the lake. So right. definitely uh, support your local papers, support your your local uh, local media stations and, um, you know, see what's happening. Don't you know my dust is toxic? That's do, all I'll do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, Allie, I think you've got some reporting for us on a very important yeah. issue. <laughs> Okay, the final thing I want to talk about this week is, I'm so glad you brought up Box Elder County, is a little bit of a PSA. If you, like me, are being inundated by Box Elder bugs, you're not alone. You're just not alone. So I actually looked into these bugs because here's my thing with Box Elder bugs. So first of all, they're these like they're those really small black bugs that have like red markings on them. Mm-hmm. And this is the time of year when they just are suddenly appearing everywhere. And like look, they don't transmit diseases, they don't really destroy things, they won't eat your home like a termite. They don't bite. Um but the thing about them that's kind of freaky is that they're fearless. Like they're so <laughs> familiar. They will just come and sit on your leg. They just want to be your bud. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of weird when like I, I I have a little balcony and I go out onto the balcony and I sit down and like ten of these things just like come and sit on my knee and are like so <laughs> what's up with you story time <laughs> yeah and and they're also really inconsistent like there have been years where I don't see any and then like this year I've for some reason the bad signal went out and they were like Allie's house is where it's at probably because they heard that I'm writing incredible jingles I'm sure um, that's what it is. But uh, I thought maybe they came from Box Elder County. That's wrong. They're they took a for bus. The Box Elder tree. <laughs> yeah. Well, They're they like, would oh. take a bus if there was one. <laughs> They're like, we took the bus here, but actually they canceled that route. So we're just going to stay on your porch. We can't. We can't go back north. Um, but they're named after the Box Elder tree, which is a kind of maple. Makes sense. And we get them in the winter because they're fleeing the cold. And so they will like just hang out on whatever is the sunniest side of your house. Mm. And they like to like kind of huddle up together, but also again, they will ruthlessly come inside and like watch you fry an egg. So they're not, the thing about them that also makes them really interesting to me is that they're like, one of the reasons they're so non-harmful is that they don't eat at all during the winter. 
Um, what what do they do? They sleep. They just soak up the sun like Cheryl oh. Crow. Oh wow! Yeah. What a life. I know. And then um, the reason, another thing is like you know how most bugs are kind of like they kind of like to stay in a corner. They like to hide out. They're a little afraid yeah. of you. These guys are ruthless because they have a defense mechanism where they release a bad odor. Ew. So their predators are kind of grossed out by them, and they just that's why they're able to just like hang out in plain sight. Hmm. Wow. Know. This is this is a lot to take in. I know, but I think I decided I like them. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> what a twist from the frustrated and disgusted message I got from you <laughs> one day ago to, you know, now now you're hanging, your friends, your buds, your neighbors. That's nice. Education is power, Emily, yeah. you know? And but if you do like the thing about them that I also like is that when they are gathered in like a giant unit from far away, they just look like a pile of goji berries because they're so red. But if you do want to get rid of them, don't eat them. If you do want to get rid of them, you can just spray them with dish soap or our producer Ivana Martinez says vinegar. Oh, so we have two box elder bug experts on this team. Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea the knowledge I was dealing with here. The well, wisdom. Well, you know, we're journalists. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's my PSA on box elder bugs. Like, if you see them around, now you know a little more. And if they're all over the sunny side of your house, they're all over mine too. Just name them. Yeah. Say hi. You know what? I will say I much prefer box elder bugs to those icky, ugly stink bugs. Yes, you know, the does. ones the ones that yep. love the trees in all of our mm-hmm. historic neighborhoods in and Salt Lake. He- they're they're huge. I feel like they're getting bigger every year. Uh-huh. It's the arsenic dust, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually living under the lake bed, and now they're like, we're free. <laughs> rise, brothers, rise. <laughs> oh, God. Oh God. Okay. okay, we got to get out of here. Emily, yeah. what are you up to this weekend? <laughs> You know what? I'm actually partying down. I'm a I'm I'm a bridesmaid. So um, it's the bride's bachelorette party this weekend. If you okay. see um, a gorgeous, very, very tall, obviously a bride woman walking around Salt Lake City this weekend, buy her a shot. Buy her a shot. <laughs> She's ready to party. So I'll be hanging with all the other bridesmaids. And also, I'm considering going for a fall drive. Ooh. I'm a leaf peeper, and the yeah. leaves are starting to peep. Yeah, the word on Twitter is that the Alpine Loop is looking chef's kiss. Oh my god! I know. Oh my god! I ca- I would love to do it. Maybe with like a little a little mug of cider in hand. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I love that part of Guardsman's Pass where all the families are always taking pictures, and mm-hmm. you're just like, there they are, everyone <laughs> in the same white shirt, and they they're gonna. I mean, the pictures and the pictures be great. look good. Yeah, the pictures yeah. look good. What are you pictures doing this weekend, good. Allie? This weekend, I am going to be in hot pursuit of a Halloween costume because we're only a month out from Halloween and I got nothing. So I think I'm going to hit Savers. I'll probably go to, uh, what's that really fun, um, Pibs. Um, mm. I've gotten good stuff from Pibs before. Ivana Martinez, yeah. our producer, would recommend you hit up the bins, <laughs> the Goodwill yeah. bins. The Goodwill bins where you can buy clothes by weight. Yes. Um, yeah, I I got to figure out what I'm going to do this year. Last year, I was really creative. I had a fun costume. I went as the MGM lion. Wow. So I dressed like a lion, and then I had this giant cardboard cutout around my head that said Metro Goldwyn Mayer, and I got wow. to just run around all night and like, <sighs> We're going to need pics. We're going to need yeah. pics, girl. Okay. 
It was great. It was a fabulous costume, except I will say it was one of those really like like cumbersome ones. So when you're trying to like shimmy through someone's kitchen at a house party, it's like, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to plan my costume. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do. If anyone has good ideas, please uh, let me know. Okay, well, I always have two backup costumes, but I will just plug our thrifting episode really quickly. I mentioned mm-hmm. Ivana Martinez is a big fan of the Goodwill bins. We did an episode on the best thrifting in Salt Lake City, so definitely check that out if you're if you're looking to get a little thrifty this weekend in preparation for Halloween. My go-to awesome. costumes. I have a lot of black, so mm-hmm. I go as a black mm-hmm. cat. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you like cats. You're a cat And person. I like cats. And my mm-hmm. cat is black. So actually, last year, I uh, put his little name tag on a necklace around my neck, and I went as him. Momo. Oh, wow. Pretty cute, That's right? some crazy cat lady stuff, e- Emily means. Yeah, but I only have one cat, so, you know, okay. we haven't yeah. crossed the line yet. The yeah. other costume for me is uh, Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction. Because mm. everyone has a white button down. Everyone has black pants. Get yourself mm-hmm. one of those little... Uh, little bob wigs with the bangs yeah. yeah you're done you're good yeah i actually did that costume one year when i was in college and everyone asked me if i was lady gaga <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and i was like no <laughs> well no yeah and then i got in an elevator and slipped on someone else's barf it was a terrible night Ew. anyways wow. <laughs> we're out of here all right great great note to end on have a good weekend ally <laughs> you too i'll see you on Monday. Bye. Bye. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our lead producer is Emily Means. Our producer is Ivana Martinez. She went to see Harry Styles this week, so we got some help from the wonderful Lizzie Goldsmith. Our newsletter editor is Therina Ria, and our host is me, Ali Vallarta. Music is by the great local band Mitochondria. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back Monday morning with more from around the city. Bye. She's she's a box elder bug. Maybe that's what I'll do for Halloween. Okay, let's get started. Be a box elder bug. We can all be box elder bugs, and we can travel in packs and swarm things. Uh, That would be fabulous. No, that's a terrible idea.